Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. It's podcast time, y'all. I know you're looking for a distraction. I know I am. That's why I'm podcasting right now. I need a little something different to do. (laughs) So let's say you're having an okay week. Let's say that something bad happens along the way, whether it be civil unrest or one of your favorite hip-hop artists passing away or, I don't know, you stub your toe on the table. Guess what? All three happened to me. But we're not here to discuss all of those things right now. Right now, we're here to welcome you into this wonderful, warm embrace that is Lexington Mass Excellent Adventure. I already said that. I'm Matt Peters, joined as always by my wonderful, wonderful friend and co-host, Lex Lutz. Hey, everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anything new happen? (laughs) Anything going on? Did, uh... Did something happen? What? <laughs> I'm, I, Matt. I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, the way that you're talking makes me think that something might have happened. I don't, I don't, I, I have been following that. the news. Is something happening? <laughs> SNL's not on right now. I don't, I don't know where to get my news. <laughs> you know, ever since John Stewart stopped doing the Daily Show, I just, I stopped paying attention, honestly. True. I. Watched, I don't watch non-John Stewart. You know, I watch a little bit of Colbert, too. He gave me some info. Yeah. <laughs> so we've made an agreement this evening, ladies and gentlemen, that we're going to discuss these issues for five minutes. So when I give the, mm-hmm. when I give the cue, we're going to put five minutes on the clock, and Lex and I are going to bitch, and you get to listen. Or you can take that cue... And fast forward five minutes to get to the the nice, gooey, sweet center of our usual podcastery. So, we're going to start right now. Fuck Donald Trump, first of all. Motherfuckers, we won the Senate. We have all three branches of government. You can't win. Fuck you. Go to hell. Fuck yourself. Fuck you. So, all that shit that I said earlier happened. So, rest in peace, MF Doom. I'm so disappointed and saddened. That one of the most prolific hip-hop artists of all time has passed away. Not only did he die, he died back in October, and we're just hearing about it did now. Did they say how he passed? Because I know that they didn't say in the beginning. Have they since said? No. His family, he's always been very private. His family's been very private. Yeah. Even the loss of his son earlier this year, uh, earlier last year, rather, mm-hmm. um, they didn't really get into detail about what happened to him, and that was before COVID was in full swing. So... You know, that yeah. kind of rules that out. But, I mean, yeah, in the in the grand scheme of things, I know that's something minor. But here we are, and there's civil unrest happening in the Capitol. Motherfuckers went in, littered, broke windows, fucking tried yeah. to take hostages in the Senate. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and act like, oh, well, you guys, Black Lives Matter and Antifa tried to burn down cities. No, the fuck we didn't. First of all, Antifa doesn't exist, you fucking morons. Secondly, it was because of unfair justice, uh, unfair treatment, rather. We were searching for justice. Unfair treatment by the police department, murdering people in cold blood like Breonna Taylor. Yes, and you and I have discussed that in detail about conflicting feelings about rioting and destruction and everything like that. Because it is a complicated situation and thing. This is storm. This is a federal offense. Like this is like ten. Like I was reading ten years in prison sentence for doing something like this. What the actual fuck? 
And oh, glory like, be, they go ahead and put their pictures on Facebook. So you got idiots like Kevin Sorbo saying, obviously, nobody actually did this. It was an Antifa plot. And they're in there setting us up and they're trying to make us look bad. So you have people tweeting out, got my plane tickets for January 6th, going to D.C. to cause some trouble. You got people tweeting out, they'll never stop all of us. You got people tweeting out pictures of themselves, incriminating themselves, breaking into the fucking, uh, you know, the Capitol building. And then they turn around, oh, obviously Antifa did it. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, I'm with you. And I don't fucking know. I don't know how we deal with people who don't have any foot in reality. There is no reality to them. And I do not know how we navigate that. I'm seeing people justifying what has happened. And that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. How are you like, how can you spew patriotism and then do that or support that? That doesn't make any sense. That's fucking stupid. I'm so tired of it. God damn it. God damn it. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) So, yeah. Fuck. I'm just so I'm so pissed off about that. And then the other Tuesday thing. Tuesday started good, at least, though, with the the the, vac- the victory in Georgia. That was good, but uh, God damn it! It was also good that Trump got banned from Twitter for he got put on timeout ultimately for like twelve hours. Twelve hours, exactly. So they put him in the corner. Facebook has banned him until after Biden is inaugurated. At the very least, the official word is indefinitely. Yeah. But at least until after the inauguration. Right, where he can do the most damage right now. Yeah, but yeah. at this point, I mean, letting him back on Twitter, it's it's a it's a fucking like you're ask you're inciting you're you're giving him the opportunity to incite more violence. I just yeah. I don't get it. The only reason why I wouldn't think he would incite more violence right now is because if he gets like if he does like they basically remove him from office, he can't run again kind of thing and of course the rumor is the the very uh the the hard rumor is is that he is um figuring out how to pardon himself before he gets out of office right so right wonderful right that or he wants to negotiate for like you know pence pardon me i mean that was rumors years ago where it was like uh you know I'm going to resign. Pence, pardon me. Whatever. All right. Ten more seconds. I want to just say fuck Comcast. Your turn. (laughs) Okay. And done. All right. Welcome back. Yeah, I had nothing else to say about that. Hey, guys. What's up? I feel a little bit better. That was cathartic. I do, too. I think it was the goddammits. It helps, guys. Just yell, you got, you know, you got to do it exactly like D from It's Always Sunny, too. You <laughs> need to do it. Oh, God damn it. That, that's the way you have to do it. It has to be very animated. Bird lady. You got to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, yeah. it, it's not a swear because you're asking God to damn someone. It's It's completely reasonable. They do it in the Bible. So it is it is a swear, but I think uh, I think the Lord forgives me. It's not a swear. It's a curse word. You're cursing some curse word. (laughs) 
God cares about words in that way, we're fucked on way more levels. <laughs> I don't think you're getting. I think you're getting in the weeds here, guys. I, th- I feel like that was. Uh, I think I think God cares more about like. If you're calling someone a truly terrible word and being terrible to your neighbor, you know, shit like that. <laughs> Can you imagine? You lived a great life, but you said fuck 4,692 times. Those are rookie numbers, bud. Bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> That's a if good I point. am under 10K, I'm going to be really fucking pissed right right i want another i want another go around the sun so i can bring those figures up that's that's only yeah, fair yeah you know i'll put those numbers bro <laughs> so all right so we're gonna get into some of that ooey goodness that i talked about earlier so the good stuff uh yeah yes we did have someone write into the show Ooh. that's our friends over at ravens who were very excited about winning their award winning their lexi award <laughs> You got it. Okay. So I want to put this in perspective for those at home. Mm -hmm. We need to talk about Simon at Ravens right now because, you know, they were very motivated and very excited to get the, um, the, the best podcast 2020 award in the, uh, in the Lexi awards, AKA the sweet chili babies. Um, he, he was so excited and so geeked to get this award, but he, he actually has a very tangible, very much, much more important award in real life. <laughs> yes. Yes. Simon. And I, I specifically asked Simon to message me about this for more details because he posted about it on Ravens and then tagged us. And it. it was like, oh, I'm more excited about the Lexi Award. And I'm like, wait, what? Simon won a British Empire medal from like. Like royalty, British. I, I look, guys. Okay, Ravens, Ravens buddies. Um, I do not know about your monarchy and your baby overlord and stuff, but like, it's a big deal. I know it's a big deal to get awards and medals and stuff from that monarchy and the queen and everything. Wow. So Simon won it for coaching Great Britain's Special Olympics basketball team. Had so- two championships and coaching the olympics and everything like holy shit huge huge so not only amazing did he get this this british empire medal he got one for yes. doing something so selfless and so just amazing you know okay yes simon i want to thank you and the rest of the folks over at ravens the folks yes, that Dom. make ravens happen um yes i would like to thank you for even considering our trophy to be worth being featured in the same thought as this amazing achievement that you <laughs> you've made here. So congratulations, yes. Simon, and thank you. <laughs> yes, Simon and Dom yes. over there. They're Ravens guys. One. And speaking of Ravens, Simon wrote into the show and asked us a question because I put this out there for this week's episode. Is there any questions or subjects that we want to talk about? So this is the question that uh, Simon gave, which I thought was very interesting. And it definitely ties into their show that covers One Tree Hill and everything like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, They also have a new podcast, by the way, called, if you like uh, Prison Break, the show Prison Break, they have a podcast now called Fox River that is covering Prison Break. So you can go follow them on 
socials and get into that if that's your show. That's dope. Um, I'm going to follow them and I'm going to write them emails about nothing but legends of tomorrow. Since uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it tie? Yes, that's perfect. Yes. It ties in. <laughs> but there is um, a, there is a spinoff character from Prison Break that shows up in other media. I can't think of the guy's name, but come back to me. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So the question is. Um, what like what would you want us to discuss? That was a question. It's uh, the power and influence, um, motive the motivation that fictional characters can have on your life and potentially at times more than real people. Why is that a thing? Like hmm. that fictional characters can impact us in such a big way. Hmm. I think that's a really interesting question. That is an interesting um, question. I what do you what do you think, Matt? Off the top of your head. Well, you know, it's it's messed up because I know this is supposed to be about physical or not physical rather, but uh, fictional characters. <laughs> but my mind immediately went to like Mr. Rogers and LeVar Burton and Bob Ross. But in a way, they create personas. Yeah, I was going to say in a way they are portraying a fictional version of themselves, uh, just like their personality turned up to 11 almost, you know. So, right. I don't know. It, but, like, can you think of a fictional character that has a, had an impact on you in that way? Or that you related to or whatever? Oh, man. It's hard to say off the top of my head. I gotta give it some thought. Go back to me. So, I've talked about this on the show in the past. Um, and I wrote about it, too. I wrote about it for, and it's, uh, I believe that was free. I'm not 100% sure, but I wrote about it on Patreon mm -hmm. about how I related to Clark Kent on Smallville. Oh, yeah. And how that character, not only did I feel very aligned with him morally, like he's kind of the Boy Scout. I've talked about how much I love that because I feel like it is actually very conflicting in life to constantly feel like you have to do the right thing even if it hurts you and um that moral like like it it's almost an old school morality or even a morality that maybe never existed but like is in fiction and is in a lot of people's heads at the same time mm -hmm. um and then how he harbored a secret and then i compare in in the particular article article that i'm referring to which i wrote last year um I was specifically drawing parallels to coming out of the closet or being closeted and hiding a secret and, you know, Clark having superpowers and feeling like he was never fully close to people because he had this secret from everyone in his life. Um, so that's a that's one example of a character that I felt that impact of, you know, on that level. I would have to say um one character that I've related to on that level, because, the you know, the Marvel characters are all just by their very nature relatable. I wish I could say Black Panther. I wish I could say, you know, Luke Cage or something like that. But I would have to go with Ben Grimm. Like, oh, yeah. just that, that whole vibe that, you know, he's he's just this, this softy at heart, but on the exterior, he's a monster, you know. And it really used to mess with my head, um, like a couple decades ago. Uh, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> when I was a teen, it would just, it would just mess with my head the way that I would be perceived, um, by people, uh, in life. Right. But, you know, it, at, at its very, uh, 
Raw, uh, rather more directly, I should say, when just walking down the street and, you know, somebody sees right. you and they, they sent you up their purse, you know, and, and, and increase their step or whatever because they see you and they read you in a certain way. And I just felt like that, that freak, that monster that people perceived Ben Grimm as in those early Fantastic Four books because at that time, there was nobody that looked like him. He was just the only monster in the Marvel Universe for the most part uh, on that street level. But inside, you know, he, he cared. He had these feelings and everything, so much so to the point where the the woman he fell in love with was uh, without sight. She was blind. And, uh, you know, it's just something he struggled with his whole life, just knowing that he's unlovable because of the way that the world perceives him, except for somebody that can't that can't see. Yeah, I've I've definitely had that situation in the past where I have sped up when I've seen. Um, so I speed up if there are men around. Like mm-hmm. if I see a man walking down the street, I'm speeding up. I'm thinking about how I need to navigate, how I need to get away from him, wherever. And I've definitely thought about, oh, like is is like. First of all, you have to ask yourself, is race factoring in? You need to do that own assessment within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I'm like, no, I'm just scared of men <laughs> that aren't, uh, uh, my men, my boys, my people, um, cause I don't know them and they, and I'm a small woman and they, they do pose any man poses a threat to me basically. Yeah. Uh, and lots of women too, the taller babes out there, <laughs> uh, pose threat to me, but, but yeah, like I definitely feel bad for men. Um, who get caught up in that, like, I mean, it's not the same as the threat that women face, but like, it, I'm sure that does really suck to have people like, you know, you know, being scared, like, perceiving to be scared of you. That must feel terrible when it, you're, when you're such a, like, good person and not that way. It really does, cause you try your best to, you know, yeah. knock down the walls of the stereotype and, you know, at that age, I was impressionable yeah. enough that I, I really felt like, man, you know, if only I can show some of these, uh, you know, bigoted racist people that, yeah. you know, black people can be good and they, they, they can be worth your time. And these are people that you should invite into your friend circles, not understanding that it's, you know, systemic and deeply ingrained in their yeah. personalities to the point where it's almost like, well, it is brainwashing, you know, it's, it's generational. Um yeah. And, and something I do, whether it be positive or negative, is not going to change their stereotype. And it's right. been a long time to get to that point. But that's why I associated with Ben Grimm so much back then. It, you know, also being a, a bigger guy and just, you know, uh, having back problems and walking around the way I did because <laughs> I was sleeping on a futon, you know. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So. I was gonna say you are like I didn't I don't wanna like play up to that stereotype you're talking about like big black man or whatever, but like you are like just a big dude. I like am. you're I just mean, like your broad shouldered guy, you know. Yeah. Ryan is the same way. Like another one of my best friends where it's like you're just like you look like you just knock somebody the fuck out if you really wanted to. Right, right. <laughs> when right, you right. got you guys are not that way. Right. Maybe. No, no. But that is a fascinating question. The answer, the why of it, why is it that way? 
So here's my theory. Mm-hmm. Um, humans at our very core love stories. We love stories. We crave stories. Stories are how we make sense of the world. Yeah. Stories are how we make sense of our own lives. They are how we make sense of love and grief. They're how we process just about everything. Our morality tales, whether you're a religious person or you're not a religious person, but you like fairy tales that have moral messages in them. They're all wrapped up in stories. They're in parables. So I think that we relate to characters and characters shift our lives in fiction like real people because our brain craves that. Like we crave stories. We crave Sometimes it's I relate to this character because um, I've been through. So an example of um, a relatable character, I felt a lot of the that, you know, the guys at Ravens uh, cover One Tree Hill. I felt a lot of the relatability of Peyton Sawyer, who like didn't have a mother in her life and things like that. Like and, you know, I won't get into the details of the show because. One half of the, that show, uh, he has not seen all of the show, so I don't want to spoil that, especially if anyone's listening who happens to have not seen it, wants to go watch it and then listen to Ravens. That'd be great. Um, you know, sometimes it's characters we relate to, and it just feels nice to be seen. And that's kind of how I feel like you were talking about with Grant, like Ben Grimm. It's kind of like felt like you were being seen. Um, sometimes it's like a character that you're like, like, okay, I relate to Clark Kent, but, like, I don't relate to Superman at all. Mm, like, mm. Superman is who I would want to be. Yeah. I relate to Clark Kent, but, like, Superman is aspirational. Like, so for you, you're saying, like, I wish I was saying Black Panther. Like, Black Panther is the the aspirational character for right, you. Right, right. But either way, we crave these stories and we crave these characters. And when we find ones that are really well written, they can articulate the human experience in some way. We cling on to it. And sometimes we do it in an unhealthy way, and that's when you get, like, bad fandoms and stuff like that. People going, like, Luke Skywalker would never do this or whatever. <laughs> but, like, usually it's done in a healthy way yeah. where you go, like, God, I see myself in this, and this helped me through whatever thing I was going through at the time or, I, like, any any situation. And it's because it was a story and it was a character. And, um, you know, writers and creators and artists did that. They found a way to put life into a thing. So, like, I think that's why it has an impact. I think that's why it can be just as valuable as the person in your life who had a huge impact. There are lots of people who, unfortunately, don't have good influences in their lives for a very long time. Sometimes all they have are fictional characters. You know what? It doesn't matter if you know the person or if it's a fictional character or it's someone you've never met. If they're a good influence in your life and they're making you better, that's all that matters. That's very true. That's very true. You know, it, it, it does come down to a point where you see a character on the screen or in a book and they overcome these insurmountable odds. Yeah. And it's 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 a good feeling living vicariously through this character. Yeah, it's 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 like it gives you a little bit of um, escapism almost. 
But I will say, if you pick yeah. Cyclops as your favorite character, you're a sociopath, and you know it. <laughs> I just saw someone who said if you picked Cyclops as your favorite X Man growing up or whatever, yeah. like you're you're a cop now. You're a cop. <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> um, sorry, my nose is like stuffy from allergies. So yeah, I would love to hear, um, listener, like you guys, do you have a fictional character? that has had this kind of influence on you in your life. I would love to hear that Yeah. because I find this fascinating. I love this. Like, you know, even Simon, you can write in and, and you know, even though you brought up the subject, you can write in and tell us, you know, I, I know who your character is going to be, but you can still write in and tell us who it is and why I would love to hear from you guys. Like message us at Lex and Matt, especially Instagram is probably the best way to do it. Absolutely. Um, but that was really fascinating. Uh, Good, good question. Yeah, thanks, thanks for writing in. So, what do you what do you call a flock of ravens? I know it's like uh, a murder of an crows. An unkindness. An unkindness. It's an unkindness. Awesome. Yes. Or a conspiracy. Yes. I saw that one too. That's good. No, uh, that I don't know what that is. That's something else though. A uh, a group of ravens is an unkindness. They should call their fans unkindness. <laughs> there was quite... a reason why I know sir that it is called an unkindness of ravens it's literally referenced in the first episode well there you go <laughs> it's, right. it's it's literally characters walking down the street going what do you call what do you call a group of ravens an unkindness yeah mm. it ties into the show later too it also anyway, sounds like guys, a really great have... like uh, alternative band the unkindness conspiracy i love it <laughs> <laughs> So you know who one of my favorite characters was of 2020? Kanye West. No. No! What a terrible transition. Continue. <laughs> hate it. Hate, hate it here. I mean, hate it. just by his very existence, I have to live vicariously through Kanye West because he's from Chicago. And he's a young black, he was a young black man growing up in Chicago, just like me, around the same time I was growing up. And he went to uh, the same high school that... My cousin went too, so I probably met him. I don't know. I'm gonna say that's the truth. But no, Kanye he's West, the other black guy. He's <laughs> he's that other one. Kanye yeah. West has had a very interesting um, life path over the past several years. Uh, yeah, that's a way to put it. This this path has taken him uh, in the direction of marrying one um, uh, celebrity, Kim Kardashian. Uh, and apparently it is, it is coming to light now that, uh, the, the Kanye and Kim experiment is coming to an end. Sources, uh, close. They merged brands Mm -hmm. several years ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, the corporation signed, uh, a pact to come together and now they are deciding to diversify their portfolio, separate, uh, you know, create their own brands separate from each other. So. So several rumors have come out in the past few days about oh, what's yeah. going on, but most of all, uh, what 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 can be confirmed is that Kim uh, has not been wearing her wedding ring uh, for a little while now, and uh, Kanye, who normally <clears throat> goes home and spends time with the Kardashians for the uh, for the holidays, uh, decided to spend time at his uh, his ranch in Wyoming uh, this year. So, yeah. Who knows what's There's going on? There's also a rumor that he's with uh, Jeffree Star. Did you hear that? I did hear that. 
It's a very yeah. interesting thing. You know, yeah. I think if that's true, he is desperately trying to conceal that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think he's got if if that's true he's got a lot of homophobia going on in his brain. There's still a, a very strong level of homophobia uh, in, in the hip hop world, unfortunately. I mean, it's something that not just hip hop, but like he's very religious. So like even yeah. that aside, just his religion alone is probably causing a lot of internal issues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely. Uh, it's an awful thing. It's to say the least. Yeah. It's an awful thing. But yeah, I mean, just which, him... by the way, if he's with if he's with this Jeffrey Star, the controversy is not that he's with. Um, okay, I think I I, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I think Jeffrey Star identifies as a man. I believe so as well. And if not, I apologize in advance. But yeah, from, yeah, yeah. From what I, I've seen, I, yeah. Yes. So um, if he is with Jeffrey so, Star, so like if he's with a man, let's yeah. say that if he's with a man, um, or a masculine presenting person, whatever you call it, um, that's not the that's not a controversy. That's not a thing. That's frankly none of our fucking business. Like mm-hmm. who cares? I'm kind of like eh, who cares? Whatever. Um, what would what would be annoying to me is if he's being unfaithful, like, and uh, a hypocrite. If he's preaching certain things that are harming this community, uh, that I wouldn't. I don't know if he's come out as anti-gay or anything like that. Right. But I know he's very religious and he's been a MAGA guy. So. I mean, it's 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 in the brand right there. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, let's search Kanye West homophobia. Well. Fun night, guys. Mm. <laughs> well, shit. Well, shit. <laughs> so we know that um, even even before now, even back during uh, the election uh, in November, uh, while he was having some very public um, mental health struggles. Just sorry, just want to really quick just to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Um, he has worked with pastors who have anti-gay sentiment and been like done rallies with them and stuff. Yeah, um, I'm not seeing anything like specifically like you know him being homophobic he's just around which hey shit happens sometimes i got some homophobic family members guys (laughs) like so i'm not gonna hold necessarily hold them against that without fully reading into it it's a complicated relationship with the christian church because i know a lot of folks who listen to us also identify as christian but also are accepting of homosexuals and you know just don't subscribe to that portion of Christianity. There are also Christian churches that are, yeah, there there are also Christian churches that are very accepting of LGBTQ plus. And, you know, as, as we go further along in in our, in our history, hopefully that happens more frequently because at at the very heart of it, you would hope, but that's a whole different conversation. You will hope that Christianity is accepting to people and not exclusive, you know, exclusory. So, Right. All that to say. I just wanted to look up real quick to say like, okay, let's let me look that very quickly look into that. And I'm like, I don't like that he did that, but like, I understand that that's a thing within this church and it's not cool. And yeah, uh, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. Kanye's got a lot of things wrong with him. I'm not gonna use that particular thing against him personally. Mm-hmm. So, as I was saying before, he back had mental in, health uh, issues. Right back in November, 
he was he was having some struggles with his mental health and he basically was tweeting whatever was coming to his mind and one of the thoughts that came to his mind that he tweeted out was that uh you know he's in the midst of a divorce and according to him his mother-in-law won't even talk to him so well he said that back in november oh yeah so there's there's some blowback i'm sure at least from that i mean i don't wish ill on anybody i know that he's been working uh after some intervening from some celebrity friends he's been working on himself he's been working on staying out of the public eye as much so yeah hopefully you know all these rumors are just reading too much into what's happening infidelity is a terrible thing you know i i can't do it i'll 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 get murdered but (laughs) you know i understand that it happens a lot in hollywood look everyone's got their own opinions on things, but I think it's very clear that Matt and I do not deal with that, that shit exactly. and do not like that. Right. Um, that's our stand. And therefore is the official Lex and Matt excellent adventures like stance. Um, however, <laughs> life is complicated. <laughs> How whatever. controversial of us. Uh, Cheating is wrong, guys. <laughs> Be honest listen, with your spouse. Hey, 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 hey. listen, <laughs> it's 2021. People are very much in a no judgment and also very judgmental time. It's very weird out there. So to say that we're against something, even something like cheating, I think is very brave of us. Okay. All right. We're brave, Matthew. Yes. Yes. We're brave. Kink shaming. Okay. Don't do that. You know, if you're in no. an open relationship, don't shame that. Cool. If your kink is cheating on your spouse, that's I'm gonna shame you. Yeah. Okay, Don Draper. Ugh. <laughs> wow, how dare you? Don Draper is a national hero. That is that. I just unlocked this in my brain. That is very much Don Draper's kink. That's <laughs> his I don't like it unless I do it on the side and feel like a dirty piece of shit because of it and hate myself. You just cracked the code. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's his whole character arc. Oh, God. <laughs> if only he understood that about himself. <laughs> I mean, if he was born today, hopefully he would get therapy, although he's a man, so probably still not. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, yeah, aside I, from the... Look, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, aside from the the mental struggles that he's dealing with and aside from the industry that he's involved in and all the grandiosity that goes along with being a celebrity, being married to a celebrity, being adjacent to celebrities 24 hours a day, having cameras just begging to come into your house to film you and your wife and your kids all hours of the day from every angle, you know? Yeah. It's it's got to be stressful to be in a relationship like that. It's got to be almost. I mean, they did they did make a lot of money and welcomes a lot of those cameras though. Some of them they didn't. Uh, yeah. There are some paparazzi photos that are really terrible of them like fighting in a car and she's crying. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that I don't like, but I'm not gonna feel sorry for them when they're inviting E into their home for over a decade. You know. Well, he was always very adamant about not wanting to be part of that. Which, you know, you can you can say, right. well, then why did but you get in that situation? Totally that for so long. He did. He did. Like, come yeah. on. It's like you can you can say that, but at the same time, and I don't want to I don't want to cast doubt on the initial intent of what was going on. 
if you can find love in all of that noise, that's actually pretty special. I got to give credit where credit is due. In all of that stuff going Bold on. Bold of you to assume that it was actually love, Well, Matthew. see, that's where I'm, I'm going. This is my bitterness, man. <laughs> I really th- – when they announced that they were getting engaged, I – immediately thought they're merging brands yeah they are not people to me <laughs> they are and i look and i want them both to be healthy because they've got kids and i want those kids to be well and yes. to have parents that love them and can take care of them and are there for them mm-hmm. um i wish nothing but the best for them in that way but at the same time i think these people are fucking nuts <laughs> and i i don't think they married for love i think they i mean i don't know their shit but like it seems to me like they saw a lot of branding opportunities and got married because of that (laughs) and you know some politicians in the past have gotten married because they're like she looks like she would breed good children and look good (laughs) like i could become president (laughs) if i married that one wow not marilyn over there but like, like no, I mean like, like seriously. Yeah. This is this is like a thing that people have done for a very long time. You marry the right person from the right family or whatever. You you know get more wealth, more power, more this, more that. Like, how is that any different? They're just doing it in a celebrity way yeah. instead. And I mean, I guess this is part of my privilege too, being a, a straight male, is just knowing that romantic love is possible from so many different angles. Because the world is more accepting of it. I don't have anybody in my face telling me that, oh, yeah, everything is a mess and you can't do this because society wants you to be this way. Society is fucking encouraging me to go out there and procreate. Hell, you're out there encouraging me to go out there and procreate. So, you know, it's... Um, I have a little... Can you you provide a little bit of context with that? Oh, because you think D and I are going to have two kids and you want to make baby clothes. Because that's a conversation that happened off mic. (laughs) I just found cute little things that would make baby hats. And I was like, Matt, have a baby so I can make your baby a hat. That's all. Yeah. That's all that happened. I'm not like a fucking weirdo going, hey, hey, you fuck your wife. Like, (laughs) no. (laughs) That's weird, bud. Gotta give context here. Hey, man. No, god damn it. I was trying to be clinical about the whole thing and completely G-rated. I wasn't even going down that path. <laughs> well, it's me. I went down that path. I had to clarify. Okay. I found the cutest little Sesame Street knit hats, and I was like, hey, Matt, have a baby. Because then I can make you one of these hats for your baby. That's, that's, the, that's the only reason I was doing this stuff. Otherwise... <laughs> Otherwise, we keep it clean, folks, That's except right. for on this podcast. <laughs> We're actually much cleaner off mic. It's true. I make it weird on the mic. Yes. That's that's how this, this show works. I'm going to stop talking. I counter that with you could make a hat for BMO now. It's fine. He'll wear that hat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good point. See? Oh, my God. Can you imagine <laughs> BMO in a little Elmo hat? Oh, or the Grover one? A little trash can? <gasps> I think we need to crowdsource this uh, this decision here. So we're going to put a survey. We're going to put a survey on the Patreon. If you're a Patreon what? member, you get to pick which hat BMO wears. That's true. I can post the photo. Yeah. You can do it. And that's how the workshopping yep. happens. It goes from the high to the low and back to the high again. Peaks and valleys, y'all. Just like Bitcoin. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, like I... Um, I don't, and I'm not saying, so when I'm talking about the Kim and Kanye thing, I'm not saying like Kanye West is 
gay and wants to marry a man and that's like he can't do it like yeah no no no, no I, I don't I, think that, I, I hope I think it he, didn't he might be bi if that yeah. rumor's true like i don't think he doesn't want to be with a woman like that's not what i meant i meant like some people marry for different reasons right right i'm not that kind of person i would never marry for a reason other than like you know i want i i'm love and want to spend my life with this person but some people are that way I feel like, like I didn't bring like, that eh, out. I feel like I didn't bring that out the best I could. I was, I wasn't necessarily just talking about like heterosexual, just like getting married and all that. It was more of an overarching, just like people in situations where they can't actually marry someone that they're in love with because of societal limitations. Oh, yeah. Whether yeah, it be, okay. you know, a sexuality thing in the family, whether it be a societal thing with arranged marriages, yeah. stuff like that. Even, even, uh, you know, anticipated relationships like if you're a hollywood celebrity and people yeah. like a, like a rock hudson situation you know where he's obviously into guys but because of appearances mm-hmm. they just kept pushing him towards women for the for the look yeah or like co-stars of a of a tv show or whatever well they have to be dating and then they end up mm. kind of dating and it's like then they got to, what, they have to stay together for the show or whatever. It gets weird. I hate that. Like, Jim Carrey got caught up in that in his early career, too. Like, every single co-star he had, every starlet that was in the movie with him, it was like, oh, are they or aren't they? Could there yeah. be real love off-screen for this couple? Oh, even Twilight with um, Pattinson and, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Kirsten Stewart. Kirsten Stewart, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely happened a lot um, and is super weird. Very. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to talk about next? Well, let's see here. Okay. (laughs) These are not good things. (laughs) These are not upbeat stories this week, but they're still not as bad as our five minutes of agony earlier. No, no, no. Five minutes of agony was just its own little terribleness. Yeah, yeah. a little yep. microcosm of a tornado of angst. Um, Tanya Roberts. Let's talk about her. This is this was this is actually our wall of weird story as well. Let's mm-hmm. just label it as wall of weird wall of because weird. it's it's weird enough. Yeah. So Tanya Roberts is dead. She like, is. She is dead. Yes. If you don't know exactly who she is, she was on Charlie's Angels, and if you watch that '70s show, she's Donna's mom, Midge. Like, that's probably what most of our listeners would know her from. Mm-hmm. She was only 65. Unfortunately, she collapsed and then was hospitalized and then died um, several days later. But they announced that she had died. Her publicist announced that she had died. The next day, <laughs> much later, they retracted it, said she was still alive. And then it was announced that she was dead again yeah so there was just so much confusion in there also of note is her 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 real name seems like it'd be a a more elegant stage name than tanya roberts you know because she has tanya roberts as her her hollywood name but her real name is victoria lay bloom that is wild i did not hear that part yeah well that's more of a 
Hollywood name than Tanya Roberts. Right. It sounds like a soap opera name, like somebody yeah. who would be on Dallas. Victoria Libby. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> but yeah, like her husband and her representatives like thought that she passed away on January third, only to find no, out. No, I no her husband. Her husband was the one who corrected him. Oh, okay, okay. The representatives were under the impression that she had already died, and her husband corrected it, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I remember reading. He was contacted by Cedars-Sinai. She is dead. She is dead, yeah. He was contacted by Cedars-Sinai Medical Center to let him know she was still alive. So the husband thought she had passed away. Her partner was oh. O'Brien. But O'Brien has now confirmed with TMZ that Roberts died shortly after 9 p.m. on January 4th after speaking with her doctor. I mean, can you imagine the emotions going through that man's heart? Just like she collapsed on Christmas Eve. He thought she passed away on January 3rd, only to find out that she was still alive. And then she passed away the next day. Right. And because of COVID, you're not he wasn't with her. Right. So, like, that explains the confusion. Just just for context of, like, people who might be going, how did he not know? I didn't, Like, we're, we're, we're living in very strange times. Hopefully, you, if you're listening to this in the future, maybe you're not in as strange of times, God willing. Yes. Um, you know, so so he, you know, he wasn't there with her. He would hear about it. He unfortunately could not be there with his partner when she died. That's a terrible, terrible reality right now for far too many people and families and everything like that. I was hoping when they announced that she wasn't actually dead, I was like, oh, shit, pull through. Yeah. Like, this would be the greatest, like, comeback story ever. Go write a book, make a lot of money, go on The View. I don't know. All of it. I was really hoping that that would be the case, not just for her family and everything like that, but, like, for her. You know, come on. Come back. You know, but. Yeah. She was always uh, good on that 70s show. I, I I must admit I didn't see her on Charlie's Angels, but on that 70s show. That was show, before our time. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a few of them, but, you know, it was with the original cast, so. Yeah. I mean, I recognize her for that um, because, or I recognize her role on that in the sense of, like, that's one of the reasons why she was on that 70s show. They like to cast people from, you know, successful 70s TV shows, movies, whatever. Um, but yeah, Midge was a great role comedically like that. You, you know, go back and rewatch some of those episodes. She was a genius. Like she was doing really, really amazing stuff. Um, obviously, she was given great scripts, but she brought that character to life um, yeah. and was hilarious and was really like channeling that. um uh uh three's company um summers oh suzanne Suzanne summers Summers, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like that dopiness she was kind of bringing that which was another like 70s callback almost with that character i just i just love i loved her i loved her on that show um and this was such a wild way to hear about her passing for her to have passed away um, I mean, I saw on Twitter, do you see the, um, the Topher Grace and Ashton Kutcher thing? No. So, so Topher Grace wrote like about her and was like, it was, a, it was a long tweet thing and, you know, rest in peace and everything like that. And Ashton Kutcher said, dude, she's still alive in the response. 
And and Topher Grace tweeted back with a gif of like Kelso celebrating from that 70s show. And I was like, what is happening? What alternate fucking universe are we in? This is so weird. Yeah. And then she was, you know, she did die the next day. But it was like, dude, she's still alive. I'm like, what? Uh? <laughs> what? <laughs> How is this a thing that I'm looking at right now? So it was wild. This is another chapter in the long history of celebrities being pronounced dead in the media or even just because of the rumor mill. And they're still very much alive. I would think that yeah. one of the most famous instances of that happening uh, well, there's two that come to mind immediately. Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda. He's getting ready to say Abe Vigoda. Yeah. He was 60 years old uh, at the Barney Miller rap party in 1982, and apparently as wild. Yeah. In in the magazine, um, I guess, and, and I was reading about this getting ready for the show. Apparently, uh, a magazine reporter uh, for People Magazine said uh, referred to him as the late Abe Vigoda. So. Oh, yeah. It's been a running gag since then, even before the Internet was a thing. But after the Internet became a thing, um, there was a website where you could go to check if, if he was still alive. Yeah. I think it was. A, Wasn't is Abe Vigoda alive? Yeah. Dot com. And then you would go on it and say yes. And said yes forever. And then the day that he died, they took the same picture and they put little X's over the eyes. Uh, <laughs> you click on a link. You clicked on a link. Yeah. And it was to a song. It was like a metal song about Abe Vigoda or whatever. Oh I, it was crazy. He died. I remember as soon as he died, I was like, I have to go to the website. Yes. It was probably the, the site with the highest traffic on that day. He yeah. was 94 years old. So from the age of 60 to 94, people were pronou- pronouncing him dead. Yeah. So the other famous instance I can think of, of course, is uh, Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah. that There's that rumor that's been going around for years about him being a clone, too, and stuff. Weird shit. Yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> But even before that, I, I guess there was a song. Uh, on one of the albums, if he played it right. backwards, it sounded like Paul is dead. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's a whole conspiracy weird thing. Yeah. And he is the second longest surviving Beatle out of the four. So yeah, he's doing it. He's sitting back going, and I'm going to be the last one standing. Like, he <laughs> <laughs> goes like, what? Nothing. I mean, hell, Paul McCartney is like chock full of vim and vigor. Every time you see him, he is just rocking the fuck out. So yeah, yeah, yeah he's living great. life. So some other ones, um, you know, of course, when when a celebrity has like a history of um, drug abuse or rough upbringing, you know, yeah. that's always the case where people say that they're gone. Macaulay Culkin comes up a lot. Yeah, I remember. I remember one of those at least. Yeah, Justin Bieber comes up a lot, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember wishing for that. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. All of that new song that he has annoys the shit out of me, and I really wish they would stop playing on the radio. Ugh, it's bad. It's in a commercial, too. It's terrible. There's one Justin Bieber song I like, and I'm never going to tell anybody what it is. Um, I'm guessing we all know what it is, but continue. Probably. Sean Penn. Sean Penn comes up a lot, too. Yeah. That's, I mean, he does have a checkered past, so. To say the least, yes. yes yeah, I, I know. I'm understating the Sean Pennness of Sean Penn right now. Yeah. For sure. And then, of course, um, Betty White, who, of course, we don't want 
anything no, bad. She will outlive us all, yes, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. And I am fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with it. And then fucking Harrison Ford, who keeps crashing his plane into stuff like Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> like, dude, stop <laughs> flying things, please. We want you around. Uh, he's such a zany granddad now, <laughs> you know? Yes, he is. He is a sitcom granddad. What did granddad do this week? I crashed a fucking plane. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine him coming home and Callista Flockhart just putting her hands on her hips and just shaking her head every time. What have you done this time, Harry? <laughs> yes. Hey, Harry. Oh, oh brother. <laughs> <laughs> I would really love to see them on a show. You know, just just husband and wife yeah. do a show together. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, so, uh, sad news, but he seems to be recovering is the, uh, how Dre was hospitalized. Yeah, so Dr. Dre, uh, a couple days ago had a brain aneurysm. He was rushed to, uh, Cedar Sinai Medical Center. Damn, that's the second time this episode that place has come up. Um, Tuesday it's like night. the best best hospital in that area though one of the best hospitals in the country yeah so the good news is you know of course everybody they they were wishing him well and everything ice cube yeah. snoop everybody was tweeting uh but he's he's on the mend he's doing better he's making statements on his on his own accord now yeah. uh 55 years old he was hospitalized tuesday with a suspected brain aneurysm but while all that was going on apparently four people attempted to break into his home did they hear the news and then decide his home is empty? I'm going to, he's a mark. That must've been it. But I mean, Dr. Dre, <laughs> Dr. Dre, who famously raps about owning guns, you want to go into this man's home on the assumption that, you know, in this COVID world, neither his wife nor his children are there and have access to said aforementioned straps. No, you want to get into this man's home and, and, and what? Rob him of his music? Get his beats? What What are you trying to do? Yeah. Get his beats. Jesus. <laughs> Both literally and figuratively. Right, right. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Um, it's awful. Terrible. Like, they either deliberately did that or they're just pieces of shit with bad timing. Like, I, I mean, I just, I don't know. Oh, damn. Speaking of bad timing, breaking news mm-hmm. as of an hour ago, uh, Dr. Dre to pay $2 million in temporary spousal support to estranged wife Nicole Young. So I guess she wasn't home. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Wow. He's $10 had... million, like, d- $10 million and done? Or is that like... Well, I guess they, they well, here, I'll, I'll read the story. That might, this be, is, that might be the settlement. This is from Yahoo Entertainment. There's a new development in Dr. Dre's divorce from Nicole Young. The rapper has agreed to pay his estranged wife nearly $2 million total in temporary spousal support, according to multiple reports. Dre's mm-hmm. wife, since 96, had filed legal papers in September, seeking installments of $1.9 million each month, plus oh. another $5 million to pay her attorney. And his oh. official response at the time... Dre said the couple had a prenuptial agreement. Young argued that she had been forced to sign a document and that her husband had later torn it up. Now in a deal their lawyers have reached. The next episode artist won't pay $5 million. Won't pay the $5 million. Interesting. Young will reportedly be responsible for her own legal costs. 
Man, those lawyers always make it out just like fucking bandits, man. Five million dollars? That's yeah. insane. That's an insane amount of money. I know of... Yeah, I know of a situation with lawyers where they've gotten like $2 million type of thing. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. But it's to put it in perspective... Fucking wild. In June 2019, Forbes estimated Dre was worth $800 million. Between his music and his many entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurial, yeah, that word's not going to happen tonight, endeavors, okay. and ranked him second on the list of the world's richest rappers. I read audiobooks, y'all. Uh, six yeah. months later, the magazine crowned him the highest earning music artist of the decade, above even Beyonce, Jay-Z, and Taylor Swift. Well, now we know why people tried to break into his house. They read that Forbes article and just, you know, said, oh, we want some of that. Okay, you got that amount of money. I would, I mean, if I had that amount of money, if my ex-wife was like, I want whatever, I would be like, I will give you this if you just end this now and be done with it. Damn. Like, let's just let this be over. It, it, that is a drop in the bucket to him. Right. It's nothing. Check out this $5 million dollars is nothing to him. He's not going to notice it being taken out of his bank account. Right. It's going to look like an anomaly. That's all. Just Why put yourself through the hell and the stress of fighting over that money when it's nothing to you? Man. When it's like Netflix pulling from their subscription service yeah. from your bank account. <laughs> That's like, how much $5 million is to him. Dre, your front pocket money could be life-changing for somebody, right? But according to this article, the last line is the most brutal of all. Reportedly, he signed this latest agreement with Young from his hospital bed at L.A. Cedars-Sinai Medical oh. Center where he was taken Monday after suffering a brain aneurysm. However, in an update Tuesday night, Dre himself said he was doing great. Holy shit. That's messed up. The that's, man... that's fucked up. She, she's fucked up for making him go through that procedure and everything while he's... Re like, wait till he recovers. Come man. on. It's at least at home. I don't know, man. I'm of two minds about this, really, because on the one hand, yeah, it seems cruel right there uh, up front, but... We don't know what went on in their household. Maybe she was trying to make sure things were squared no. away before he passed away, just in case something happened. True, but if he dies, wouldn't she get everything? If there's documentation in place saying she doesn't, and it goes straight to the kids or somebody else. Oh, true, true. I don't true. know. Yeah, especially if the kids are older. I don't know how old his kids are. Exactly. I don't know. It's something like he's doing okay, so that's good. Yeah. More on this as it develops. This is wildly interesting i never thought it would be that involved wow yeah man lots of high profile divorces i'm saying right now don't get famous y'all all right <laughs> and our last little bit of news here apparently apparently it was miraculous news uh mm -hmm. bush beer is offering what they refer to as a dog brew yay so if you've ever been at a bar and you've seen people with their dog, now... There's truly a lesbian bar. In, well, it's not officially a lesbian bar, but there is a, a bar in my area that lesbians like to go to called Dog Bar. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring your dogs, and I'm like, this is on brand. <laughs> yeah, dog. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> How do I follow that up? I don't know. Um, no follow-up for that. I just made it weird. This is the show. Continue. That's right. All right. So um, when I visit places like Empirical Brewing here in Chicago, well, when you could go in places, 
back in mm. the before times. Um, yes. People would be able to bring their dog in and they would have a water bowl set up for him. Well, now your four-legged friend will not have to miss out on getting his buzz on. That's right, because Bush Beer is offering a dog brew. Now, you may be wondering, why do you want to get your dog fucked up? You know, you think it's bad driving while drunk. Think about having to navigate having four legs while you're a little tipsy. It's impossible. But no, this brew does not have any alcohol in it. Uh, it says, Bush Dog Brew is an all-natural product and contains only fresh ingredients. That's doubtful. Made with vegetables, herbs, spices, water, and pork broth to provide your best buddy with a nutritious and tasty snack that helps to promote a healthy digestive system. Bone broth is also a great way for dogs who struggle to eat solid food to get all of their extra nutrients. Your best friend is going to love it. We're positive. Aww. Yeah, that hurt. Airfall. <laughs> Air 404. So that's all great. Like, it's cool that they have something to market to dogs for dog people because, you know, dog people like to spoil their dogs. I know I do. I got BMO okay. Bark Box for Christmas that I had was just Snoopy thinking about and... this the other day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Real quick question here. A, a resnaculous pause for a quick question related to this. I want to know who do you guys think are weirder, dog people or cat people? Mm. Because they're both really weird, guys. Oh, yeah. We have to admit this. For Who's sure. weirder? I'd like to hear people discuss. But if I had to say, I'd say probably dog people. I've known some really very clingy dog people over the years who just can't do anything without their pet. I I, I know, but cat people are fucking weirdos too, man. It's a tough, it's a tough one. And look, both sides are represented right here, right now by your hosts. I have a cat. Matt has a dog. That's like, true. We, this show is cat dog. Like, we got it covered. So we want to know, like, what do you guys think? That's another thing you can write in about. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Cat people, y'all seem to keep it under control, though. Like, you're not bringing your cat everywhere. In most cases, I know there's some extreme cases where yeah, some yeah, folks yeah. do bring no, their true. cat everywhere. But in most cases, it's like you go out, you have a good time, you come home, cat's there, it's fine. You're not using your cat as an excuse to get out of shit. Um, if you're not covered in cat hair, people may not even know you have a cat. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, you got to get the lint roller, mm-hmm. lint brush mm-hmm. thing. Got to yeah. get it. Got to get it. There's reusable ones, too. You don't even have to be bad in the environment. Come on. The struggle. That Come folks on. must have if they're goth and cat owners, it it must be terrible. Just all that black, it's like a magnet for cat fur, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. Get you one of them hairless cats, yeah. Ugh, no, <laughs> they're evil, man. That's true. I don't like those. Cats. That is true. They freak me out. They're cute. They're like the pug of cats. Look, I'm not saying I hate them, <laughs> but, but I have encountered did. one before. <laughs> Okay. Yes. I mean, yeah, I did, but like, I, I should, I should restate that I, I don't hate them, but like, I, the one that I encountered was really fucking mean, oh. and I get along with like most animals. I don't mm-hmm. have issues like dogs, cats, whatever. There are some dogs that are like super aggressive that I'm like, I can't with you. Like, <laughs> dog, like there are some dogs that are just like. They're not properly trained or whatever, so they're on top of you. And I'm small. We've established I'm a small person. So if it's a big dog, I'm like, okay, this thing's going to, like, take me out now. Mm -hmm. Can you, like, 
get this dog down, please? Like, he should not be jumping up on me because he's going to kill me kind of situation. Even then, I'm like, I just can't with this dog. Like, whatever. But See, this is, this is another... <laughs> it's another form of privilege. They got big man privilege when it comes to that because the operas yeah. have a very, very loving, giant Clifford-like dog named Ludo. And he is so affectionate uh-huh. and he's all over you and he wants to play and he wants to be your best friend. Well, after the first 10 seconds, the first 10 seconds, he really has to remember who you are. But then after that, it's like, Oh shit, man. I see you in a minute. It's you. And he's just like all up in your business. I'm telling you. And yeah, yeah, he's, and he's, he's just I mean, as a small, a, a small, like I've always been a small human. Like I, as a kid, I was also a small human, just slightly smaller. Yeah. And like I got knocked down by bigger dogs and stuff, and that freaks you out when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. And eat, so now, even as an adult, you have that memory. You know, like it, it's just kind of one of those. I, I like I said, I'm not against that, and I. And I actually would want like a mid-sized dog, like a larger dog. I wouldn't want like a tiny, probably would want like a tiny dog mm-hmm. if I got a dog. Yeah. Um, but sometimes the really big dogs, if they're jumpy, it can freak me out. Yeah, I understand. And hairless cats are the same way. I love cats, but like those those particular cats, I'm like, you freak me out. <laughs> it takes a like something used about to. you, man. I, I don't even... like your vibe. Even with a little dog, like, because I, I never, I didn't grow up um, in households that had uh, dogs because I'm allergic. Yeah, Cats either. But you just really, um, you have to get used to just there being another body around. <laughs> like, the, oh, way, yeah. the way you walk completely changes, of course. The way that you just, like, move about your space changes. Because, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, when there's nothing there, you basically just parkour from yeah. place to place, wherever you go. It's like... Oh shit! All right, I'm just gonna fall on the floor. No big deal. But then it's like, oh shit! I have to fall this way. I don't want to crush the dog. Oh my god! You know, your sleeping changes yeah, you, everything. I, I have to warn anyone like who gets around Sammy. I'm like, he like will fall in love with you and want to lay by your feet and mm. like walk right next to you, underneath you, whatever, like a dog. Yeah. So I'm like, I know that you're probably used to cats being off in the distance and wanting to stay away from you. <laughs> He's like a dog and will be right next to you. Oh, man. He already loves you. He like that. That's how he is. So <laughs> I had a very uh, cartoon person uh, bodily reaction the last time I was around a very affectionate cat. My friend Chris mm-hmm. and uh, my friends Chris and Annie, they had a little cat. And he's a little kitten at the time, and he was just like super curious and wanted to explore. And mm-hmm. of course, I'm super allergic. And Chris is like, "Don't worry about right. it. He's just gonna mind his own business. He stays over there." Motherfucker jumped on my shoulder, and like immediately, oh. my eyes just started to swell up. Like, oh, it was a no. whole thing. And I'm like, <laughs> and D, D and Annie were out on the porch. Now, do you have to have like an EpiPen? No, encounter one. No, but Benadryl okay. is a must. So okay. I went outside, you know, we've, we'd only been there for like 15 minutes and I'm like, D, yeah. D, we have to go. And she looked, she didn't look at me at first. She's like, what's wrong? What, are you okay? And she looked at me, she's like, okay, yeah, we got to go. Oh, <laughs> that's sad. Cats, clearly cats love you, but you can't love them back. Can't love them back. And you know you what? to dogs as well, right? That aren't like BMO that are hyper, hyper. Allergenic, yeah. I mean, it's it's complicated. Like, I'm allergic to a lot of dander. So if I'm if if I'm at somebody's place and they like vacuum like every other day, you know, if they're like a super clean freak, I'll never I'll never react. 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just not it's not reasonable to expect that from everybody, especially if you're coming over on a whim or something like that, you know, yeah. for, for everybody to like completely like disinfect their place from top to bottom. But yeah, when I right. lived with my aunt, oh, I guess I did live with dogs before. My aunt, she had a Weimaraner and a Chihuahua. Chihuahua short hair, of course. Weimaraner mm-hmm. is too. So this is a bad example. But she was the type of person that vacuumed every single day, basically. Right. You know, just because she didn't want my asthma to go off. So yeah. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that's considerate when it's a person living in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um so. <laughs> I saw this one this one girl tweeting about like basically like joking about how she took birth control for years so that she wouldn't have to use condoms with her boyfriend, but her boyfriend can't take allergy meds so she can get a fucking cat. Like Oh man. And she was like, This doesn't make sense. Like <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> it was very funny the way that she wrote it. But it was also like, damn, that's true though. Like like she's like, Oh, he can't take allergy medicine because it'll mess with him. But I d- <laughs> I took birth control. It fucked up my body for years. Right, right. Your, yeah. Your, your basic DNA changes completely, but yeah, no, he can't yeah. be bothered to take a Benadryl. No, he can't be bothered to take a Claritin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But back to the dog brew for a second. So, like, okay, mm-hmm. the practical use of it is great. I love the fact they made something like this for dogs. The comedic use yeah. for it, though, is almost even better. Because you have a can of bush beer in your refrigerator. You know, you got some yeah. friends over. You're like, who wants a beer? Everybody. So you give one to your guy, give one to another friend, give one to another friend. That last friend, though, the one that dented your car at one time, right? <laughs> you throw him this dog brew. And he's already two beers in. So he's not really looking at the can. He's, he's going to be like, he's be like, is this a Guinness? <laughs> Like, ooh, this is one of those fancy IPAs I've heard about. <laughs> too many hops. <laughs> but I think Did Guinness this... start putting fish in, their, fish in their beer again? Was there a recall on this? I, I, something's off. This is... <laughs> this has bite. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a piece of corn? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Uh, whole corn uh, <laughs> so basically this dog brew is like a can of soup <laughs> for your dog it, it sounds like soup it sounds like they made soup and they put it in a can and they're right. like here give it to buster like there's nothing in the ingredients that sounds like it'd be like inherently bad for a human I'm to consume I, I don't know I don't know it just says like Okay, so the full ingredient list. Dogs have carbonated stuff. I don't know. <laughs> they can. It's fine. Like, trust me, there have been many times where I've had to do a quick Google search after BMO's eaten something or found something. Like, oh shit, can dogs have protein powder? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. And he just comes by walking all swole, like, what's up? They hitting them weights. What's, what's going on, man? Try taking that, try taking that ball now. What you got? I just love, I know exactly what you're talking about. We're like, quick, can you eat this caramel apple? <laughs> I remember the credits on Teacher's Pet where the dog had a, a hard time eating a grape. Is that a fact or was that just for the show? Oh no. Gotta look it up. Gotta look it up. Yep. Oh boy, the skins are bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We gotta go. We gotta oh. go to the hospital. 
And I hate those those answers where it's like they can have it in small amounts. Like, what's a small amount? What is a small amount? <laughs> what do you, what do you consider small? I don't know. I I could you know a child could eat you know paste in a small amount and be okay. <laughs> Does that like what? <laughs> Jesus. But the fully ingredient list is pork butt, Ugh. whole corn, celery, basil, Ugh. mint, <laughs> turmeric. <laughs> Ginger and water. So, yeah, that's healthy yeah. for you, you know? I feel like a person could drink that and be okay. <laughs> it's disgusting, but you could probably... No, I, I agree. They would be okay, but I think... I, I mean, I am getting nauseous just thinking about it. Yeah. I can't... We've talked about this. I can't do gross-out stuff. Never mm-hmm. fuck with anything I'm eating or drinking. I will lose my shit on you. That is where I turn into a Karen. Like... <laughs> If you want to see me turn into a Karen, be someone that I know and fuck with something like that, and I will lose my shit. Because there's something about that that's violating, like, it's it just, it's very violating to me, mm-hmm. and I just will lose it. I'm not talking about, like, someone making a mistake at a restaurant or something like that. I'm talking about, like, a friend trying to prank you or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Mostly that's a police thing, though. Thankfully, boys were like, still like, oh, she's a girl. Like, I'm not going to do those things to her. I was always grateful for that demarcation line. Yeah. But boys to each other? Oof. Gross. I grew up with girl cousins, so I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. They fucked with me. Like, <laughs> this is the only, like, no, no, no. I'm not saying it's that's the rule overall. I'm saying that I've found more boys doing things like that than girls. Mm. Does not mean that girls didn't do things. No, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. So I've always liked to think that, that girls are the masters of psychological warfare. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, no. And no the boys here. are better at physical stuff. So, you know, which one is worse? Absolutely the, the psychological warfare. I can say that for sure. But, like, if we're talking about, like, the instantaneous ugh factor, you got boys. I think. Yeah, yeah. The exception that proves the rule. And that's, that is a boy prank to yeah. give that beer, I think. The exception that proves the rule. In grammar school, I had a bully named Violet. And, of course... It just it just lends itself to violent so easily. You know, it's almost as if it was like on an 80s sitcom. This character was written. It's violent, violent. Exactly. Oof. And now uh, girls. It's like was... a God. What's it called? What is it? Uh, the skates roller derby. It's like a bad roller derby name. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or fell rapping. Yeah. So she. Oh yeah. She was so just aggressive, man. She had a whole lot of stuff to work out. Like, I don't know what was going on. She might have had boy cousins that liked to roughhouse, and she just thought that was uh, a way of showing affection. But, man, yeah, girls, she was tough. Mean. Oh, yeah. 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 Me don't know your own strength. There's that, There's always that weird thing that happens, at, and that's across any gender or whatever, where, like, you start to – get stronger and you don't realize it and you have like a younger cousin or sibling or something. And all of a sudden you, you know, where you used to like shove them before it was a little thing. And now you shove them and like, they go clear across the room. And oh, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. That, that moment of bargaining with whatever higher being you believe in. Yeah. 
so they don't cry and and just scream at the top of their lungs and, and bring an adult into the room. Yeah. I know that fear. Oh, I know yeah. that fear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and like it's I I personally believe it's almost always a case of I didn't even know I could do that. Like, <laughs> like I was just taking out some aggression and I was mad and I was dealing with my emotions in a in an unhealthy way or whatever. But like I didn't know it was possible that I could send them flying like that. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god i'm so sorry here here's the controller for the super nintendo i swear it's plugged in this yeah, time you can play as long as you want just don't i'll get a towel play. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have younger siblings but i had younger cousins so mm. that was definitely a thing <laughs> oh man well that's all we got this week guys I hope you enjoyed our show. We did a more silly one overall. Yeah. I think we all needed it. Definitely. Oh, that character who I mentioned at the beginning of the show, by the way, that would be uh, Teabag from uh, Prison Break. (laughs) (laughs) What a name. Theodore. What a way to end the show. Theodore Teabag Bagwell. That's right. They made the name make sense and everything. It's great. Oh. He's played by uh, Robert Nepper. You'd know him if you saw his face. He's one of those actors. He's been in everything. He was in Heroes, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Who was Um, he in Heroes? Would I know? uh, He was, like, in the last season, so I wouldn't know. I want to, like, I kind of want to go revisit Heroes, but, like, I don't think that would be a good idea. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, it can't be very, it can't be very compelling at this time I mean, no we, we've got real superhero media now so yeah i think it was really a product of that time and i it's probably not a good idea to revisit it did you ever watch carnival on hbo i'm sure i've asked no, this I before did not. okay he was part of that as well that maybe an unfortunately uh short-lived show uh yeah i've heard good things about it i just haven't gotten around to it that that era of hbo i haven't seen a lot of I think it's worth going back to just to see him and Clancy Brown and the rest of the uh, actors mm-hmm. in there. It's got kind of a Twin Peaks vibe to it. Uh, it's about circus folk. And I think it's much Yeah, that's well, a hard sell for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's better executed than that one season of uh, American Horror Story. But just prepare yeah. yourself to... Is it a horror show? It's a psychological type. Side okay, because that's thing. that's the part that can be hard for me. I'm like, this shit freaks me out, man. I and am it, a person who gets freaked out by clowns. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't think the clown thing comes into play too much, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it is. It'll fuck with you. Oh, you know what? He played huh. Clock King. He's he's in the Arrow versus Clock King. That's 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 a good uh, one. that guy. Yeah, I still don't remember. Okay. I'd have to look. I'd have to see it. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, but no, he he I was. was like, uh, uh, no. He was a main so many <laughs> And he just pops up and stuff from time to time. But gotcha. I, I yeah, he's him. one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. So, as I, as I was saying, that's all we got this week, folks. Thank you for listening. I hope you're doing well. Yeah. I hope you're, you're drinking your water. You're taking your walks as yeah. much as you can. You're breathing. You're meditating. Whatever helps you relax, whatever helps you to get through all this. Even if yeah. it's podcasting me, with a good friend of yours. That's supernatural. Yeah, I've been watching Supernatural. Watching Supernatural. For the first time. Yeah, it's a good show. I like it. Cool, cool. Yeah? So, yeah. 
That's whatever. making me chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> whatever gets you there. If you smoke a little, if you drink a little tea, if you drink a little liquor, whatever you do in moderation, as long as it makes you feel good. If you're sober right now, contact your sponsor. Do it. Seriously. You don't oh, you're using, you're using contact sober in that in that regard. I get you. Okay. Because at first I'm like, if you're sober. I've had a couple of those moments last year where I had to I had to look at myself and be like, hey, you are drinking a lot. I'm not sober, like, but I definitely have had those moments where I'm like, I need to scale this back a little bit. Right. So. I respect that that yeah. that self awareness. <laughs> it's hard to deal with this. You know, because you get vices. Everybody goes through spouts or uh, they they go through issues where they have uh, vices that sometimes become a little bit too familiar and you have to stop yourself. Some people need a little more help than others. And it's understandable. You know, I've, I've known people that have been through the process and they've, they've come out better on the other side. So if you're going through that right now, keep going and we're proud of you. Yeah. 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 You're, you're doing great. You, you got through the day. So, you know, same with us. We got through it. We got through it. We did it. <laughs> Look at us. Hey. Hey. Look at us. Next time we're going to have to talk what about... What a year this has been. Yeah. Like you reminded Just me, next it. time we got to talk about the uh, the Ant-Man conundrum on um, uh, Endgame. What is the Ant-Man okay. conundrum, you, you may ask? Okay, you the notes. Because I won't remember. I don't know. I'm trying to cliffhanger. I'm trying something new for the we'll new see. year. Cliffhanger. It's a it's a situation where both Ant Man and Giant Man were on the screen at the same time during Endgame. Every wait, what? Yeah, see, cliffhanger. Okay, next time. You, now you are responsible for putting this in the notes, though. I'll if you're put gonna in the do notes. this, if you're gonna make this a new bit, like Wall of Weird, and I put Wall of Weird in our notes a lot of times, so do you now, but like. You gotta make you gotta you gotta follow through on this bit, but I'm I'm the cliffhanger man. I'll do it. All right, I'm in. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is the new thing, guys. That's I either thing. say you're welcome or sorry in advance. <laughs> so anyway, if you know what I'm talking about, write in. If you don't, tune in next time to Lex and Matt's excellent adventure. I'm Matt Peters, and I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other.